Today, I have an absolutely inspiring story to share with you. It's the story of George S. Verdes, who went from being a busy estate agent owner in London, working 50-odd hours a week, being pretty stressed out and not really finding time for his family, to just six months later, spending 18 days off totally away from his work and his business functioning without him. It's a story of overcoming challenges, of breaking down mindset and barriers, and about letting go and putting systems in place so that he can be the business owner he wants to be and be there for his family at the same time. This was an absolute pleasure to record and one of those inspiring stories that it is just my pleasure to share with you now. And I'm sure that it will inspire you as it inspired me. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Hi, Dodgers. Thanks so much for coming along and having a chat with me today. Um, just introduce yourself just before we kick off. Let me know a bit about you or what, what's your business, what your missions in your business and your goals and what do you do? Okay. So my name is uh, George Verdes. I am the CEO of London Executive, uh, Barbara Keller Williams in central London. And uh, we've been in business, well, the, the company was yeah, created by my parents back in 1992. And our focus is residential property in prime central London, uh, looking both from our lettings, property management, and sales perspective and refurbishment. Fantastic. And um, what's your mission? What do you strive to do in your business? So, uh, <laughs> you know, we've been struggling with our missions and uh, it's been an exercise that we have actually been working together. Um, and uh, what has really resonated with myself personally and uh, the rest of the team is creating remarkable experiences. And I think we're in a position to do so from the changes we have been implementing in our business uh, since, no, has it, I believe we've started back in November uh, 2020. Yes, I'm just always, you know, I always forget whether we're 2021 or 2020. I always get confused. I still haven't come across, you know, uh, over the challenge of um, the pandemic, you know, there's this, this gap in my brain. About 10 months ago, some, something like that. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, that's right. All right, cool. Uh, and before uh, November 2020, I think that's right, what, what challenges were you facing? What were the problems you were having in your business? And your, how's that affecting personal life and what was going on? So um, there was a lot of firefighting happening. And I think the thing that we were dreading the most as a business was the, um, the recruiting, the training, um, as well as letting go uh, of team members or whether team members were letting go of us. Um, and, and the challenge for that was because of the investment uh, that uh, I personally was putting uh, into each colleague of ours um, to train them up to do the job that uh, you know they were assigned to do um, because it was all up in my head and uh, nowhere on paper and that resulted you know in a lot of uh, I mean you know it was taking us three months really to get a new team member on board and you know um, sort of 
just even creating the um, their accounts, you know, with the different softwares that we use and training them on those softwares. It was just huge investment uh, from my side, uh, which meant that the business suffered because I couldn't help expand the business because I was uh, making sure that, you know, we could service the current clients that we had. Yeah, of course. All right. Let, I think it's a good opportunity to jump ahead and then we can maybe go back and, and fill in the gaps. But let's contrast that. What's life like now? Uh, life right now is amazing. Um, the reason why it's amazing is because I have got the mind space, uh, is what I will call it. I have the mind space to create uh, uh, sort of new opportunities, new marketing opportunities, um, new systems, uh, because I am no longer involved in the day-to-day running of the business. Um, and it's not just about the business. I think, you know, at the end of the day, we work and we do what we do uh, because we love it. And at the same time, to spend time with our families. So I'm 47 years old. And this was the first summer ever of my working life where I was able to switch off. And I mean switch off, I literally mean switch off for 18 days of holidays. And nothing happened to the business. Uh, Everybody was looked after to what uh, we, and I say we because, you know, the, the team today that we've got, everybody plays a part in how can we actually create remarkable experience for our client? How can we make it better? What is the next thing that we could be doing? Um, they, they, everybody knew what had to be done. Everybody knew how to do it. And more importantly, it got done, which meant 18 days with my two boys. Because when I left, uh, and I left in the busiest period, I left in August, which is a busiest period when it comes to lettings. And yet somehow I had this, you know, this feeling of this is going to work. I just have to let go. Um, and it was, you know, a gradual process, you know, of letting go of things. Uh, but I just gradually kept on letting go more and more and more of things. Um, and, you know, we can go into detail how I did that. But, you know, just letting go, I think, was one of my first steps, uh, which gave me the opportunity of actually spending 18 days with my wife and my boys, 100% with them. I wasn't looking on my mobile phone. I wasn't checking emails. I wasn't responding to messages. It was absolutely incredible as a feeling. I can't describe it. I really can't describe it. You know, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's where life is today, um, you know, uh, allowing me to spend time with my family. Even today, I do spend more time with my family than I have ever had before. And, uh, um, you know, at, at the same time, it helped the business grow uh, where I didn't have that opportunity because of lack of time to do so previously. Wow. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing to hear you say that. Uh, I mean, not from the bottom of my heart. It's just, you know, it makes me feel incredibly, for a better way of saying it, warm on the inside or whatever, you know, goosebumps as you're describing that. And, it does, uh, it because, I mean, I remember, you know, having told my wife, Eva, look, my mission 
for these holidays is to connect with my boys like I have ever, never, ever, ever connected with them. So they will have my attention all the time. Whatever they ask me to do, I'll do it for them. And, you know, well, I, you know, there's one thing saying it to somebody and there's another thing believing in it. And, you know, when I said it, I said to myself, I can't just believe what I just signed up myself to, to that. And I, I probably told her this seven days before, you know, we left, all of us together, because the kids were already in Greece. And, you know, I said, I can't just believe I just said that. And I said, well, maybe, maybe it is time now, you know, to do it. So, yeah, it's been incredible, absolutely incredible. Well, amazing. Okay, so let's go back a little bit then and, and just fill in a few of the gaps of how you went from where you were before, stressed out, worrying about staff coming and going, overwhelmed, but the prospect of bringing new people on. And what, what's your recruitment process like now? I mean, how how's that changed? Because that seemed to be one of the things you really picked up on about the onboarding, well, the finding, the onboarding, the training. Yes. What does that look like now to you? Uh, it's just a process. I mean, you know, it sounds weird to say, you know, that our recruiting process is literally a process uh, which has been, docu- I mean, we're, we're actually at, at this time as we're speaking, we're looking for two new candidates to join our team. Um, and the amazing thing is that I won't be involved in the training of these two new team members joining the team. Um, and the reason for that is because we've got a recruiting process. Thanks to you, I have to. Um, so I, I did, yeah, I basically literally copied uh, what you've taught me. Um, we did actually come to a decision with my colleague, uh, Grace, that I should be, uh, you know, the videos that you do, some, you know, when you sort of have, you know, the assistance to, to apply for it. Uh, we've agreed that I'll be having my face because it can get a little bit confusing. They see, you know, Steve on one side and then, George shows up at the physical interview. Um, so replacing the example videos that I give in the, in the recruit right course, you just exactly yeah. me out for the better looking version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but uh, cause you know, so then they can at least, you know, get that connection. Um, so uh, we're actually excited to do this uh, recruiting this time around. Um, I'm actually excited for two reasons. Number one, uh, the first time I did it by myself, I actually followed the process, so I did it myself um, because, please forgive me, I just um, didn't want to let go and I wanted myself to make myself special to say this is a very important task. I should be the one doing it, not anybody else. Um, this time around, the whole task has actually been um, you know, mapped out for, my, for Grace to actually take over. Uh, our virtual assistant to um, you know bring in the candidates over and uh, for us to review together. And just for anyone listening, because Grace is the person you hired from the Philippines. Yeah, using <laughs> the same system you've now 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 you've actually believed me enough to uh, to give it a go and uh, actually delegate the entire task to to her to do. So this is uh, quite a step away from that control freak, dare I say it, sort of moment. Yes, absolutely. Uh, to, yes. Yeah. To, to where you are now. So it's just fantastic to see and, and hear you say this. So, yeah, remarkable. Okay, carry on, sorry. Yeah, so, you know, and that, that's the, the first good thing. The second good thing is those positions, uh, you know, they have been fully documented uh, of what they will be doing. 
and 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 it just makes it you know so much better when you've got that opportunity of you know what we're going to train you this is your 30 60 90 day sort of plan but these are the tasks that you will be doing in the meantime you know to succeed at your position so we're very excited really excited actually uh, and it's great to you know see our team grow because as the team grows we grow because then we can do even more greater better things okay fantastic and so you, you mentioned there something which i just want to pick up on which is um the the, the, the position has been documented yes so let's just explore that like what does that actually mean like what is because to, to me that it makes perfect sense obviously I've, I've worked with you but you know because i'm a, a systems process kind of guy but to to anyone else listening what does it mean when you say you know could, could, is this the same as it being systemized is it, you know being documented is that the same in your head it, it, yeah i mean for me documented is systemized um so in other words um if you know, and, and I always use the uh, red bus analogy uh, in our team here, and it's called the red bus book. And the red bus book goes as follows. If George crosses a road tomorrow in London and he gets run over by the red bus, does everyone know what they need to do? That's what it comes down to. Does everyone know? And it's not anymore about George. It's about anyone in the team. If we get run over, and I know it's a, you know, it's a cruel analogy, but the red bus... Uh, it, it, it kind of reminds you that, you know, it's important that whatever you do, there is no surprise. It's literally like what I would call a recipe. And this is how you're going to do the recipe. This is how you're going to carry it out. And these are the steps. And don't change the steps unless you're 100% sure about it. But that's, you know, when we improve the process itself on its own. Huh? Um, just follow the steps. And you will definitely get the same result that you're actually seeing uh, on the video as well as on the operation manual itself. Okay. And how did you go about creating these? Who, who is it that now sort of creates all of these operation manuals for all of the stuff that your team do? How big, how big is your team at the moment, just to put it in perspective, and how many roughly tasks do you think you've got documented and <laughs> now is responsible for them? Three quick, quick questions in there. Okay, so the team, there is uh, eight of us at the moment, uh, five of us based in the UK, three of us based uh, overseas in the Philippines. Um, and um, how many tasks have we got documented? That is a great question, which I haven't looked into. What I can tell you, though, is because we did look into that, um, to place, to market a property online is 99 steps between various team members. So that gives you pretty much a very good analogy of, you know, the details that we go to and the attention to detail to make it look, you know, just perfect. Um, the other thing is who is actually responsible for operation manuals. That is uh, Grace, uh, who has also become our operations uh, manager now. Because um, she doesn't just do the operation manual creation uh, but she's also involved with us in the uh, business process mapping and um yeah and then and th that's another different ball game altogether because now we you know we, we we can we can do a lot of things um you know because we realize uh, whether it's duplication of work um you know how we can eliminate steps without having any impact whatsoever 
Uh, how can we automate some steps, uh, which we're doing right now, um, you know, from our communication perspective to our clients. So no, it's it's very, very exciting times. Very exciting times. Uh, who is it that's just documenting? Because you've got 99 steps in one of your business core processes. And you've already yes. mentioned you've got at least three, and that's not including that for the admin of the business itself. So we're probably talking, I mean, I know from, from working with, with many, many dozens of clients that typically between three and, and 500 core business single tasks or processes is a, is about rise, some a little bit more actually. Um, is that the sort of numbers we're talking about, do you think, if you took everything into account? No, I actually think it's more. Yeah. I think it's more, and uh, the, there is even one aspect that we've, um, you know, uh, we knew about it, and we just didn't have the time to do it, um, that we're going to be also, you know, uh, creating operation manuals for. So I, I, th- I believe, you know, we should be in the region of about 600, somewhere there, 650 in total. So, um, yeah. Now, so, who does them? That's the, the interesting thing. Exactly. If you ask me for myself to do this in 150, I think I would have let the team down and probably would have taken far too long and I would have had more gray hair than I currently do today. Um, so it's actually the whole team. Um, each team member knows what task they need to be doing. Uh, and uh, if the task has not does not have a video or an operation manual behind it, we ask them to record the video. Um, and the video can be as simple as, um, um, you know, uh, just do the task and talk, uh, or it can be what I would call, you know, to the level that I, we would like to have, which is uh, the didact, you know, methodology, your methodology of the video recording. Um, I mean, we've even taken it a step further because, uh, you know, there will be some, there's always, you know, and you've got to love them and appreciate them, some colleagues where, Technology doesn't come, you know, as second nature for them. And they might be reluctant to uh, remember. They're not reluctant. They're just, they don't remember that they need to record the tasks as they're doing them. Um, so what we've done now is we create, uh, you know, a Slack call. And that would be between Grace and whoever the team member might be. And she will tell them, I'm going to press record right now. Share your screen. Talk to me exactly what you're doing. And she gets that video. And if everything is perfect, she'll just add, you know, bits and bobs at the beginning, you know, for, of your diet, you know, the, um, the, the description and the inputs that you go on about. Um, and then we, she will then create the operation manual just by looking at a shared screen of a colleague of hers that was doing the task and she was recording it. Fantastic. Yeah, you've, you take it sounds a lot easier than I actually just described it. I can assure you, it's literally share screen, press record. That's about, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, the the, the 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 crux this is, I think, and I think you you have um, mastered this. If that you, you embraced it is the word I was looking for. Sorry, is is it's all about recording whatever is being done in your business by yeah. whoever is doing it, or yeah finding a way that works for your business. Because I know I've, I've worked with a number of clients. And I think this, this solution that you've, you've, you've landed on here is brilliant. And um, I think it's something I'm going to actually share with, with, with our community because um, beyond this podcast, because um, it's not actually something that I've had to do in our business because my team have always come on board. And when they're onboarded, it's just part of the role. 
but I'm actually experiencing it just now with a new um, marketing person who is just, they're, they're reluctant to record a video. And uh, it's this sort of like, it's this hurdle that people have to come across. And I get it with business owners as well. Like it's just that fear of the unknown, I think. And so this stepping yeah. stone you've, you've created here, because I guess what, I guess what we do internally with our, um, with that, I do it with my own team without even thinking about it. And I'll sort of like handhold them through the process, but you've actually outsourced that as well, which is absolutely brilliant. So um, I'm going to take a leaf out of your book. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you know, I think it comes down to two things whenever we've used that. Um, one is on the basis, you know, if you've got um, like a very loyal um, that has been working with your colleague for, you know, at least five, seven, eight, ten years. Uh, you know, they, they, they don't see the purpose of it, number one, because, you know, I'll still be doing the task. And, you know, despite the fact telling them that, you know, our goal is that you do higher producing tasks, you know, uh, rather than keep on doing the same thing so we can let this go. Um, or what happens if, you know, we can't reach you? Or what happens if you're not well? You know, the business still needs to run. Business comes first uh, uh, for our clients. Um, you know, so that's one perspective. But another perspective that I've used it also is, you know, on our occasional one-to-one -one calls with my colleagues where I'll be like, you know what, they'll be sharing me like a challenge they might have. And I'm like, okay, that's great. You know, I think I found a solution. Press record, you know, whilst we're on the, on the call, I'm like, press record, I'm sharing my screen. I think this is how it can be done. So I, they record what I just, you know, me thinking out loud. And they go, I'm like, now stop recording. And then they stop and they go, that's brilliant. I can go on. I'll look at your video. And then they record their own video, which is a better version of mine, me putting my thoughts together and, you know, trying to do the task for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, my ultimate, I, I have now come to terms with the fact that I no longer want to do a task that anyone else can do. So you'll see me, there I am, you know, working on something and I'm like, Record. So I'm just, you know, and the team now knows, oh, he's just about to create a new operation manual. He's just off again now. Um, but it's great because we've got this open office and they can hear the new things that I'm working on uh, for them. And there's nothing better than growing, growing as a colleague and as a business owner, because you come up with this brilliant idea, then you're going to put it to the test. Uh, and your team takes it over. So they take ownership of this and they feel very proud because you are trusting them with bigger, more important tasks than the previous month. And it's, you know, it's, a, it's a, what I call this a great sort of feedback loop uh, where everybody is just, you know, just things just constantly improve on their own. And I think just to pick up on that, really to emphasize this, because this is, I would say, an advanced stage of the process. So we're going like, you know, you, you've worked incredibly hard on transforming your mindset about outsourcing, about delegation, about trusting people, about letting go and all these things. And we've worked a lot, a lot on that. And, but this is, this is the crux of it is when you get to the point where this is, this is probably one step away now from you actually detaching yourself as CEO and sort of in, just inserting somebody else to run the entire thing. And you just sort yeah, of like, I the thing all together. You can see you. <laughs> so I know we, talk, we have talked about this. But, but this, this, this is really important. It's something that I, I try and talk about, but if you've never tried any sort of outsourcing or creating systems, then this is maybe a far reach. But the crux of this is that you don't need to know the outcome of what you're attempting 
to get help in doing it. You don't need to know if this 100% is going to work. And I get this pushback so often when I speak to people. It's like, yeah, but I don't, I don't know the task myself yet. Like, how can I get someone to help me? Because that's it. Either you waste your time doing the wrong thing, or you get one of your team, not to waste time, sorry, to try something else. Like you spend your time trying something new out that doesn't work, or you get one of your team to try something out that doesn't work. The result is the same. It's a win because you know that wasn't the right path. Yeah. But the thing is, if you do it, you just wasted valuable time, which could have been done thinking about something new. But as you get someone else to do it, you can move on to the next thing while they figure it out. And then, no, that wasn't the right thing. Or it may be the right thing. And that's obviously the, 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 the result you really want. But actually, it doesn't Absolutely matter right. if it doesn't always work out. Absolutely right. And, I, you know, I have caught myself. So let's close. Sorry, apologies for this. That's right. Don't just calling himself on his phone, apparently. Yeah, as always. Um, so, you know, uh, and I think, you know, I have caught myself uh, um, where I look at the task and I'm like, no, 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 this task can be done by somebody else. And it's, you know, it's a task that would have given me a lot of buzz, you know, to spend and invest my time in. But I, I don't look at it. That's no longer I'm like an investment for me. Because um, what I love to be spending my time on is, um, you know, um, customer journeys. I, I'm getting more and more passionate about it. How can we make our customer journeys for our clients even better? Um, training and coaching my team. And finally, you know, uh, the other thing is lead generation. You know, these are the things that really like, I know that if I just focus and spend my day in these three areas, it's a win. Yeah. It's a win. Fantastic. Um, you mentioned something there that I just wanted to pick up on again, because you mentioned about training again. And I know for you, the onboarding and training element, as you just, we, we, you touched this much earlier, and I brought it up, we sort of sidestepped a little bit. What does onboarding and training look like to you now compared to what it did at the beginning and why? Okay, um, to receive feedback from the team, from the latest hires that the onboarding and the training they've had has been the best ones they've ever had in any business. That takes, you know, that, that's like, wow. Um, I owe a lot of it to you, of course, you know that, because I've used your system to do that. Um, I've. Actually, I, I don't use it. I've copied your system is the correct word. Huh? I um yeah, the R and D, the uh, <laughs> replicate and duplicate. <laughs> um, um, I've copied your system in training the team member, the new team member to get on board very, very adapted the system, I think is a better adapted word. Adapted the system. Well, I mean, the first steps uh, you know, uh it's completely yours. Um, yes, we do use our own proprietary that's software. That's what you invested in. So exactly, you know, you've every right to use it. That's, that's what you paid for. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, we do use our own proprietary software. Um, yeah. But even, you know, for those things, you know, there is there are training videos. But, you know, rather than just, I think where the success behind the training comes in is rather than just giving them, you know, 30, 40 videos to watch through to understand how the system works, huh? uh, how the software works. Huh? They get exposed to it huh? gradually as they're doing the task. 
And, you know, I, I remember, you know, sort of looking back, you know, we used to send people on a one day's training for one specific software and they would come back and they still had questions. And I was like, but how is that possible? We just invested, uh, you know, 800 pounds for you to attend that one day's training uh, on that software. How can you still have more questions? The truth of the matter is, you know, what is your time span, you know, your attention time span? How much can you actually absorb? You know, do they, I mean, I've got two young boys, as you know. I mean, do they teach the whole alphabet on the first day? No, they don't. So why do we expect adults to learn everything about a system, a software, or, you know, a process, all of it, how, you know, the, the software does it in one day? It's impossible. It's impossible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, coming back to your question, zero involvement on the learning of the softwares that we use, the onboarding, of course, you know, of the foundations that comes all from you. We've got some very strict rules, which uh, is a little bit unheard of, I guess, in other businesses, which is uh, no email communication between team members. It's actually banned. Good. Um, <laughs> no one communicates by email. Um, if people send me from my team an email to me, they know they will not get a response. I will actually ignore the email on purpose. Um, and that has now cascaded through, you know, and you just got to make sure that you monitor that because, uh, you know, when you first announce it, it doesn't go very, very well because like, why not? Like, well, because it's not the most efficient way of doing it. Um, and, you know, then you need to monitor it and, you know, bring it up to people's attention. I think I just saw an email where you've copied three or four people from the team uh, telling them about something. That's not the right medium. Uh, we use Asana for that. So, um, you know, I mean, it's a very, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very different, the onboarding, Steve. It's very different. And getting that feedback from, you know, the new hires really makes it even more special. Yeah. And I'm proud to say that that is actually now becoming really a common occurrence. And we had um, one of, the other people in the elite coaching course, Colin, the other day, who had a very similar yes. feedback and and his new team member was just blown away by it. And it's just fantastic to to hear that and to to see it working for other people in the same way it works for us, because you never know when you let something out of the bag, you know, is it is it going to actually land and and have the same same impact on other people that is this on you? So no, amazing, amazing to hear that. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um can I just you know, I mean, people normally say, you know, systemize your business, systemize your business, go to any, any course about business. And they always go, you know, systemize your business. And some people will tell you, you need to create operation manuals. But no one tells you how to use those operation manuals in your day-to-day -day activities huh? to make it work. And I think... You know, did I try and systemize my business before? Oh my God, a hundred times. Was I using the software that I'm using today? No, of course not. Did I think that I was doing a good job? Oh well, yeah. Were mistakes happening? Yes. Could we find those operation manuals when we needed them really quickly on the spot? No. Could we use those operation manuals for training purposes? No, because we couldn't find them. Uh, do you understand? It's, it, it makes such a difference. Um, so what, know, what, let, let, what is the difference then? What, what's so what, that's what, what it was like. Then what is it now? What, what's changed right now is like, you know, 
whenever a task is assigned to somebody, uh, one, it has got a date on it. Two, behind that task with the instructions, you know, do this, huh? there is a video. This is how you do it. There is, this is what you need to do this. And, the, and these are the things that, that you should check because usually we make mistakes on those things. And, you know, it's written out and there is the video. Some people love the video. Um, I'm a very much video person, but I just put it times two, you know, just to remind myself. Um, because, you know, if I haven't done something for ages, you know, I'm like, how did I do that? And now there is this massive, massive video library of content that we've created um, where, you know, everything is there for us. Everything is there. Um, and previously it was like, trying to find it by searching the right terms on uh, Vimeo or on Evernote. Um, and that's wasting time as well on the front, you know, because everybody needs it right now, right here. You know, it needs to be done right now because there's a pressure for the task to be done. And, you know, you need the information right in front of you. And it wasn't there. We had to find it somewhere. And that's the difference. How does it make you feel? Look, you know, sometimes I pinch myself and I'm like, this thing is really working by myself, by, by itself. It really is working by itself. Um, you know, the team have embraced it. I think that's very, very important. The team have embraced it. But it was all, always a non-negotiable thing. You know, I made it very clear to everyone. This is the way we're going to do it. And it's either this way or no way. Um, but, but, you know, the, the feeling is... There, there are two types of feelings that you feel when you do that. There is a bit of a fear, which is of the letting go. You know, does it... What would happen? Would I lose those clients? Would there be serious mistakes? And, you know... I think I overcame that fear because we were making mistakes before. So I'm like, you know, we were definitely making mistakes using this method, you know, trying to find things and not having really a proper system in place. So how worse can it get? Because we were still making those mistakes. <laughs> how worse can it get? Um, you know, and the other alternative is, uh, well, okay, well, why don't we just try that and see what happens? You know, so there was the fear and the excitement at the same time. It's, it, it was two feelings together. Yeah. And, you know, you know, looking back and understanding now what does it really mean to systematize something? You see the world from a very different perspective, a very different perspective. I, I see... You know, my team members, I'm like, why isn't this systematized? Or I will see my wife doing something. I'm like, in her business, I'm like, I can take this over from you like this. Right now on the spot, I can take it over. And I bet you they can even do a better job than you. And she goes, no, that's impossible. I'm like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. I, I can do it. And, you know, and no one will know that it wasn't you. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's great. It's, it, you know, just somehow, you know, you feel that uh, you've discovered the secret that everybody tells you about it, huh? but no one showed you how to do it. 
you know, I mean, there's so many books about systematizing a business, you know, uh, you know, SOPs and OMs and operation manuals and, you know, and uh, different templates and everything. I, you know, but being in a position of, you know what? This is it. This is how it looks. And more importantly, when your team not only embrace that, they make suggestions to make the whole thing better. You know, you've created a monster in front of you. A monster in a good way. So what, what's different? Why, does, why has it worked? And what is it about the process that we've been through that has made that difference? Why has it worked? I guess it has worked because I had you, I mean, to coach me and sort of show me, you know, when I came across obstacles, there were obstacles, I was like, oh, it's not going to work. You know, and you're like, oh, have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? Have you thought of this? Um, you know, was I trying to use Asana, for example, prior to yourself? 100% I was. Did I succeed at that? No, because I didn't know how to do it properly. Um, um, why, you know, why has it worked? I guess, I guess when you've exhausted pretty much all your other options and you're like, you know, you've exhausted your other options and you're looking for that solution that will put you in place where you're hearing other people talking about the success they've had with systems. You know, I mean, I guess the blueprint is uh, McDonald's. You know, everybody says, you know, it's the same thing all over. And you're like, okay, well, how do they do it? You know, how do they do it? And you can say, well, you know, it's a, it's a restaurant. It's different. You know, they've got the machines that they can sort of do things. But there are people, you know, behind this. Um, and I, I mean, I feel personally right now that there is nothing that cannot be systematized. Nothing at all. Nothing. You know, everything can be systematized successfully. Will you get it right the first time? Maybe not, but it will definitely be a lot better because you've got, you know, um, a benchmark where you're starting from. And you can only improve from that. Um, you know, looking at our, you know, how we had started uh, our processes and where they are today, there's a huge difference. You know, there's a huge difference, huge difference. And that is all thanks to we've got something in writing, we've got a video, how can we improve on it? I remember my first video that I recorded was 55 minutes long. My team hated it. I was like, well, look, if you think you can do a better job with less than 55 minutes, why didn't you record one? They did. They did it in 18 minutes. And I'm like, congratulations. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh... I say, you know, you say, I love you saying, you know, anything can be systemized or systematized. And, um, and I've doubted that from time to time because I'm, you know, I am a systems guy, funnily enough. Yes. And, um, but some things you think, oh, how could, you know, how could you systematize, for example, copywriting? Surely, surely it's an art. Surely it's a, you know, it's a skill you're born with or you train for years to become. And then I had a really interesting chat with um, a lovely lady called Yara Golden. And uh, she's a, she has a copywriting agency. And she actually did some copywriting for me, which is how I got chatting to her. And I learned her story. 
And she told me that she was a copywriter. She came out of the corporate world, went freelance copywriting and was successful, but she was the copywriter. So she was the bottleneck in the business. She was everything about the business. And then so she systematized or systemized the method. So she spent a long time thinking, how do I create successful selling copy? Because she's a sales copywriter. And she built a process, a bit like I built the six-step outsourcing process. She built the six-step, well, I don't know how many steps it is, but the steps to creating copy. And now she has an agency that creates copy where she doesn't do the copywriting anymore, but she has copy, she has other people who are obviously they can write and string sentences together, but they're not charging the highest premiums. They're not the her rate sort of copywriters. And so that was one of the final dominoes for me to fall was can it be done? Like, can you systemize pretty much everything? And I think the only thing that is left for, for us business owners to really think about is the, the creativity, the partnerships. The, the growth, like the culture of training. For me, training is about culture rather than actually specifics 100%. now. It's about building a culture of continual improvement and building a community within your own company and 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 building relationships. So anyway, yeah, just a side, a side note. Mm -hmm. that's an interesting one. Very true, very true, very true, very true. Um, no, I think... Um, But, you know, if you really think about it, I mean, I'm just, you know, because we've been working together for quite some time now. When did all of this start? When did it really took off exponentially? Is when a team member, a critical team member in my team, handed in her notice. And I, I had 30 days. I remember that day. You remember that day? Yeah. You know, Arta, I mean, an amazing, you know, uh, colleague. And... She handed in her notice for personal reasons, which, you know, made sense. It really made sense to me. And then I realized, well, you know what? We don't know what you do. And we, uh, somebody else trained you, which we no longer have access to. And I'm about to lose everything, everything in terms of, you know, this is going to land on my desk. Um, and the craziest decision I ever took was we will cover everything you do. And the only thing that I ask you to do is record everything that you used to do. And we're going to create fake scenarios in videos for the next 30 days. She created 89 videos. I remember them. That was the start of everything. That may seem a lot, but when you break it down, all somebody does for eight hours a day is create three videos. And it was only 89 videos. Three videos a day. 30 days. For 30 days, yeah. And that was it. Or four videos, including weekends. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the conversation we had. I remember the advice I gave you. And you took it, embraced it, and did it. And, yeah. and you know, I know the results now. And, and I've talked about this in, in actually my, one of my presentations. It's an absolute classic. Just um, work the system, like, or you use the system to, to, to make your business work in the most dire circumstances. And... Um, it's remarkable. And you got somebody who'd never been in property before. Never. Who lives in the Philippines. Correct. To step into that role. Correct. And, you know, her legal knowledge uh, is fantastic now. Uh, it's, it's incredible, the whole thing. Um, none of our colleagues in the team that we've been hiring have got any property experience whatsoever. 
uh, we prefer to hire an attitude on values, not on experience. Because we know we've got a great training in place uh, to be able to make them work. We just need to make sure that they are the right uh, candidate, you know, uh, with the right uh, sort of, um, you know, values and uh, dedication uh, and aptitude, you know, to, to be able to fit in the team. Uh, um, and as long as they are the right, you know, disc profile for the position, normally works. Yeah. I think you just summarized there something that I try to explain to people. You put it in such succinct, succinct words. I just want to reflect on it, actually. And, uh, and that when I say to people, and when you read in books, oh, just hire for the higher, higher on values or hire for the, for the person, not the, not the experience, all that. And, and that's all good and well. But most of the time, they miss out the most important part which is you can't hire somebody into a role which they don't know unless you've got the training in place to train them. And then, and that's why I talk about, <clears throat> pardon me, that's why I talk about lowering the bar to entry for your company for every position. Because once you've got that training in place, you literally can hire anybody to do any role. And one of the things I do quite often, we spoke about this before, is I move people around. And so I've just like my podcast promotion pipeline, I've literally just taken it off the person who created it and given it to somebody else. And it then keeps that person's job interesting. Then I'll do something new, helping somebody else. But it also make, it tests the system. Does it work? Can it train somebody else? Does it need more tweaking before it's ready to completely be independent? And, um, and then you can hire, any, like you say, anybody. And it's just hiring on values. So, yeah, I and think you've that's- You've got to have the training in place to be able to do that. And that is so just good. Be, yeah. it's the systems, it's the operation manuals, it's the videos, exactly. it's the didacts, this is the proprietary method that I teach, didact. And exactly. So if you've got those things in place, like you did, you spent, you know, you, you, you committed. After 30 days, you do nothing else but replace yourself with a training program. Yeah. I remember that very, very well. Yeah. That was just, uh, this, is, this is a massively golden nugget moment so if you were listening to us on the podcast literally I, I highly recommend you wind back the last five minutes and really listen to it again because it's the life-changing stuff if you can get if you understand this this concept this point and you know if you've got it now then fantastic if you've not just wind it back and listen again because it is just one of those moments when if you can get this in your business suddenly it opens up the world of opportunities yeah yeah so. Yeah, hearing you say it, it's funny. I think this stuff often, but I often hear people like yourself. You know, my my uh, the people I've worked with and coached, and 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 you all, you guys always seem to say it back to me far better than I can ever articulate. So I've never been a man of words. So I'll uh, I, t I take that very humbly and and, uh, and and love it when it happens. So, Georgia, this has been absolutely fantastic speaking to you. Um, I I could literally chat to you for hours and hours um as as we often do but um <laughs> <True>. <laughs> uh, we, we must draw us to a close but can i just if somebody sort of phones you up and said look why should i why should i bother joining steve one of steve's programs or steve's coaching program like what what would you what would you say to them and i'm not don't not give a big sales pitch here but like what why why is it what is it about this process of systemization whether it's me or somebody else you know 
what is it about doing what you've done that you'd say, or what would you say and, and, and why? Why would you join Steve's program? Okay, my first question is, why wouldn't you? But then I guess they don't have the experience that I have uh, myself personally, having you know gone through the process. Um, I, I guess it will come down to you know uh, what you currently have. Uh, is it working for you? You know uh, the business. Are you happy? You know that. You know where you're spending your hours. Uh, how you're spending them at work? Uh, is it fun or is it stressful? Uh, if the answer is no to that, what is your other option? I mean, what other options do you have in mind to consider? Because I think, you know, what is interesting, Steve, is uh, you're in Sweden. I'm in London. Okay. We, uh, all of our training has been virtual. Uh, you know, uh, I have never met you physically in person ever. And yet, despite this, uh, your work has had a massive impact uh, on my life and in my business. And, you know, I, I find it challenging. I mean, you know, I've told a lot of my friends, you know, listen to, um, go listen to that podcast. Um, not because I'm going to be on it. Just listen to it. You'll pick up nuggets. Uh, go and attend, you know, his um, trainings that he does and you can ask him any question. Because uh, I realize what you teach, uh, and, you know, I, I bumped into a friend of mine on Saturday, you know, when I was dropping off my kids to the Greek school. And he's like, you know, uh, oh, you know, we've been struggling with the Airtable. I'm like, forget Airtable. That's another thing. You know, you use that for something different. You're trying to, you know, this is your way. So, you know, I tell him about Asana, but then, you know, telling somebody and then knowing how it works and how you can, you know, it can be your ticket to freedom. It is a ticket to freedom, right? Um, it's a ticket to freedom because then it, allows you to look at all the tasks and then, you know, the majority of the tasks, uh, I'm now probably involved about 5%. Mac, 10% would be a lie. 5 to 7%. Therefore, I'm spending my time on things that I really enjoy doing. My team spend their time on things they really do enjoy doing. And that is really important. They really enjoy what they do. They love it. No one is doing something that they don't love because we can pick that up. You know, we have our one-to-ones. Um, and it just, you know, it's like, you're looking at this and you're like, you know, it's like a, a little machine that you, you've created uh, and it just virtually works on its own. It virtually works on its own. And you're leaving something behind. And you're like, you know what? This is, this is really good. This is really good. And it can apply in any industry, any industry, any industry. I mean, you know, the guy that I was speaking to, he's in uh, uh, solar energy, you know, and uh, power and, you know, installations. And I'm like, it's the same process. How do you onboard the client? What happens to the client once you've onboarded them? Who takes over? He goes, we, we don't do that. I'm like, who does what? He goes, oh, well, you know, it's a bit of everything of everyone. I'm like, I can show you a way out. And he's like, how? I'm like, you know, it's possible. It can be done. And I get very excited. And maybe you gave me that excitement. Or maybe 
I never thought I could get so excited about systems. Because frankly speaking, I'm not a very organized person at all. Um, I'm the most disorganized person. And yet the systems have allowed me to have a completely organized business. That's why you get so excited about them. Because that's a very I, organized business. That's why I get so excited about systems. Because they yeah. allow my chaos to be channeled. Yeah. There's, there's, there's chaos, you know. <laughs> You don't want to look at my desk. You don't want to look at my desktop on my PC. It makes sense to me. It makes sense to no one else. But everything else, you know, it's just so organized. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, that's why they should join. Well, I'm or, or, or call me and I'll tell you why you should join. <laughs> Just throw me the challenge and I'll tell you why. And I'm not getting paid for this. Not at all. It makes no difference to me. Uh, it will have a huge impact on their life. Huge impact on their life. Huge impact. Georges, thank you so much. This has been fantastic to hear your story. I mean, I, I just hope that anyone listening is inspired by Georges. Is we, basically six months was a big transformation. That was... You know, when you went on holiday for 18 days, not long after Arthur had left. And if, you know, you can do that in six months, then I can't wait to see what the next six months has to be. And an amazing team, an amazing team, an amazing team. Everybody tells me that is getting to know my team. What an amazing team you have. That was also systematized. Yeah. And I and I talk about it a lot. Sorry, I've just realized I've just I was gonna stop and then we go on going, but there you go. But it's such an important thing. It's like, and this is this is where it, it stems, and I say to people, like your team culture, your culture of continual improvement, the trust you have with your team, the 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 um community or the the, the friendships that you build in your team, all that starts from the day you put the job posting out. And it continues through every single part of the recruitment process, the onboarding process, the training progress, the one-to-ones, the, the reviews, everything. It's like once you have that system in place, and this is what, you know, this is what we teach, this is the systems that we, we, that we work together to install in your business, as you know. And it's, it's you know, everyone says to me, like, oh, your, your team amazing. How do you find such brilliant people? Like, I just they just, because they've gone through the system. <laughs> it's like, it's not me. <laughs> We've gone yeah. through the system. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. I'm gonna have to gonna have to wrap this one up. But as I said, I could talk for hours. But oh, it's been amazing to be to you. And yeah, I hope anyone listening finds this as inspiring as I do to listen to it. It's just a remarkable story. And uh, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to have a chat today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else that you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. 
So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts, so please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions, and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day, and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Oh,